You are listening to Mindful Performance, the show dedicated to building the brand of you. Your host is Teresa Rose, thought leader to the C-suite and author of Mindful Performance, How to Powerfully Impact Profitability, Productivity, and Purpose. Tune in every week to discover the lessons on what top leaders do to deliver their best performances at work, at home, and all day long. And now here's Teresa with your next Mindful Performance. Hi, everyone. This is Teresa Rose, and welcome to Mindful Performance. I am so, so excited for you to be tuning in today on my podcast that is hosted on the wonderful network C-Suite Radio, as well as every other place that you find quality podcasting. My guest today is a wonderful new friend and community member in the C-Suite Network. Her name is Michelle Tafoya. You are in for a treat to hear from this incredible powerhouse of a woman. Michelle Tafoya is a life transition advisor, change manager, and founder and CEO of State of Emotions. Known as Change change Agent to the Stars for nearly 30 years, Michelle has walked with people during the most pivotal times in their lives. Michelle is an expert in change and change management, but more importantly, by having her high emotional quotient that she possesses, she creates this multidimensional architectural plan. So people don't just talk about change, which keeps one going in circles, but actually implements action steps towards ascending a life toward the next level. And boy, oh boy, does she have some, uh, some stories and experiences about people who you know uh, and, and beyond of lives that live at that next level. Michelle is an accomplished business mind, creative professional, and intuitive leader with an in-depth experience in creating and implementing change in business, in startups, in music, in sports, and in media. She also applies these skills to help individuals with changes that come with family dynamics, retirement, economic changes, death, divorce, and more. And don't we all know that we need to be able to manage our change uh, that we're all experiencing right now in this time of the pandemic. Michelle has a proven track record for developing an inspiring strategic vision to create change and move all aspects of people's lives forward in a positive, cohesive way, both personally and professionally. For over three decades, Michelle Tafoya has thrived at the intersection of business, sports, and entertainment. Using the power to understand the complexity of change and transitions, she uses strategic problem-solving skills while creating cohesive strategic alignment for long-term success. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how do we move through change and transitions in the most strategic way possible. Over the years, Michelle has worked with a broad range of notable entertainers and professional athletes, including, and I will try not to bust out in song, but it's going to be very tempting. She has worked with Neil Diamond, Lionel Richie, Barbara Streisand, 
Alicia Keys, John Legend, Deshaun Jackson of the NFL, Isaiah Green of the NFL, and the world's most prominent entertainment companies, Live Nation, Maverick, and Rock Nation. Oh, as a change manager, life transition advisor, strategist, and creative guru, Michelle worked on a global level to help her clients embrace personal and professional changes. She's served as a co-manager, transition advisor, and creative lead on many key projects, one being Lionel Richie's famed number one album, Tuskegee, his first number one album in 26 years. So if Michelle can help Lionel create a number one album after 26 years of dancing on the ceiling all night long, heck yeah, she can help you live a better life during this transition. So today, Michelle assists not just high profile individuals like Lionel and John and Alicia and Barbara and Neil, but she also works with all other mere mortals, all Americans, to help balance the emotional and practical sides of change through her newly founded company, State of Emotions, which I'm super, super excited to talk about. Michelle, welcome to Mindful Performance. Thank you so much. What a wonderful introduction. I'm so excited to be here. I mean, this is my, this is my joy space this morning. So thank you. And mine too, mine too. So I'm so excited to, to have a great conversation with you. So to give you a little perspective, Mindful Performance is a show where I talk with top leaders on how they deliver their best performances day in and day out, at home, at work, and all day long. And with let let we're just going to talk. I mean, I am I'm going to talk about rock stars. Okay, I'm just gonna because uh, it's not every day one gets to talk about rock stars. So you've seen tell tell me some of the, the the times when I know that you have worked with so many famous people and so many leaders in business and different people that are just you know really at the top of their game, which I find just fascinating. But what tell me a little bit about what you have seen over the course of your 30 year career that are that are like the ingredients. If I were to open up a magic cookbook of here are the best performances that you can make when you're in this wonderful world of ours as a performer of any kind. What do you see, Michelle, as consistent things that you've seen that have differentiated the greats from the wannabes? Well, I, I mean, first, I would say that um, the difference between the greats and the wannabes is really um, trusting your gifts and trusting who you are, um, regardless of whether you feel that in life you were headed down a right path, quote unquote, or a wrong path. It's that no matter what path you're going down, you trust yourself. And so what I've seen is in individuals on a high level of performance, um, entertainers or professional athletes, that even if you have fear, you still trust yourself. Even if you have doubt, you still trust yourself. So I think trusting yourself is, is key um, to a, a high performance and knowing that you trust yourself to know that you're going to keep going. So that's number one. Okay. What else? Um, I would say number two is um, being, having enough courage to really surround yourself with the right team. And, you know, you can have entertainers who are successful but they don't quite have the right team around them and they're still not living to their greatest potential even though 
it may translate on the charts as a number one or in the material, but they're still not living to their greatest potential because they don't have the team around them to continue to lift them up in a way that they can deliver that gift. Um, you know, they may not have the right people telling them, no, this is not what we want to deliver long term. Does it build out your legacy? Is it going to represent you and your children's 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 properly? So I think that the second thing would be how, who, who are you surrounding yourself with? And what are the people in your life um, that are seeing the real true potential in you outside of just um, maybe what you can do for them? So that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. that's. That that's a part of that conversation that we had before we started uh, started our recording about uh, energy and and collaboration and reciprocity and that whole giving and receiving dynamic that's so key to success, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of my clients, um, Lionel um, Lionel Richie, he was brilliant at knowing throughout his career, which is why he's sustained a career as long as he has, but he was brilliant at knowing how to see himself as that rocket going into space at every level in his career. And he knew that just as a rocket shoots into space, at some point it has to release the booster in order to go higher. And so he trusts himself enough to know when it's time to release that booster. And in his analogy, that booster meant the individuals around you, right? At what point did they carry you to the point in your career where they, they, they were good for that moment, but it was time for us to separate. And now I need to go into another level. And now I need to bring another level of people around me. Right. You know, I want to learn a little bit more from you about, about holding space because I, I really am a, uh, just a freak about it. I think it's so important that uh, we hold the right space for transformation, that we hold the right space for change and for trans moving through transitions in, the, in a healthy and successful way. And, and you really are a master of that because you have facilitated, in my view of no, from the time that I have, have been honored to know you so far and learn a little bit more about you as a, as a woman, uh, uh, is that you hold such a powerful space for incredibly powerful people to move through transition. And transitions are necessarily vulnerable, tender, ouchy kinds of places for, I would think, everybody, right? It, including, you know, rock stars and, and, and legends, real and last name. Uh, so, you know, that, that idea of how do you hold a space for someone with a supersized ego, whether it's a C-suite leader or, a, you know, a, a rock star, how do you hold a space for a superstar to move through a tender time? In their lives, what do you what do you need to do to help facilitate them showing up in that tender spot? Well, um, first, I it, it's a it's a mental and heart space. So with any change, you're balancing whether you're a superstar or you know an 86 year old uh, grandmother who I helped was a severe hoarder, and the family came to me and they were lost and um, they didn't know what to do. So no matter where you're at in that in that sphere first understand that there's a practical side and then there's the emotional side so anytime i go into working with any artist or individual 
I must prepare myself to mentally be ready to run a marathon, right? So I have to train myself mentally, just like a marathon runner would do. And then, because you're gonna be committed to that race, you don't know how long you're gonna be with an individual because you can only raise up as much as they're willing to raise up. So I always tell people, they are leading it, but the minute they stick their heels in the sand, I can't go up ahead of them because that's not my journey. I'm only there to keep lifting them up and encouraging them and walking through the murk and the mud with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to prepare myself mentally and then emotionally because um, I have to be in a very neutral, non-biased, non-judgmental, no skin in the game space to be able to help you navigate where your own soul wants to take you. And mm-hmm. I'm just there as an extra set of eyes and ears and also, also counsel knowing the practical side of business and, and the emotional side, but just really guide you through that. And so it is, I mean, imagine an individual who is going through change. And then what I do is I go deep in with that person. So I'm actually in their soul with them going through the change. So I feel what they feel. I experience what they experience. I'm seeing what they see. So it's, it's almost like I go within them in order to really understand. And then I help them navigate through that. So it is, um, you you do need to hold space. And, and, and at at that same time, you also kind of retract within because anytime you're making change or transition, imagine, you know, I have, clients who have 26 different roles around them at any given time. So it's a manager, it's an agent, it's a publicist, security guards, uh, you know, you name it, housekeepers, house managers, family, friends. I mean, the list goes on and on. Within each role, there's three or four people. So that means that any one day, an artist will have to deal with anywhere from 80 to 100 people at any one day pulling at them. So Mm -hmm. if you want to change, every one of those individuals has a different intention, a different motivation, a different desire why they're with that artist. They have, um, you know, the different thoughts on what that artist should do. And that's what they're up against at every moment, which is why you get uh, the human body cannot really sustain that when you're being pulled at into that direction. So what I do is I come in and almost build this bubble around them of safe space, mm. non-judgment, um, trusting, um, truth. I will tell them the truth. And so that is vitally important, whether you're a star or you're an individual that wants to retire or you're going through death or divorce, you need that safe bubble of space to just surrender. And, yeah. and, and it helps to have a person in your life to do that. <clears throat> you, you really do need it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And now more than ever, we need this. And so I see that as this idea of creating a bubble of safe space where you can, uh, you know, hear the truth. Mm -hmm. uh, You can speak the truth because I know listening is a really big, uh, you know, part of of who you are and what you do uh, for people. And that is a, a precious precious gift, uh, especially now in the world when we are all just being so pummeled by everything, uh, that to have a space in which to create 
uh, for someone to feel safe and to feel heard and to feel supported and to have counsel uh, is a really beautiful thing. It's a really powerful thing. And you certainly have the, the uh, you know, the pedigree and the, the passion to, to do that. Now let's shift gears a little bit because of the timing of, of uh, where we are in the United States of America uh, is we have an election coming up. We are in the political season uh, and there are a lot of feels. Everybody's got, they're all in their feels uh, about a lot of uh, uh, topics. And you have created a wonderful uh, new organization called State of Emotions. Uh, and stateofemotions.com is really where you are encouraging people, every American, if I'm correct, every American, regardless of political persuasion, uh, for them to share how they're feeling. How are they feeling, right? Tell us a little bit more about State of Emotions. Yes, you know, it's interesting. Um, because I, am, um, I do change and transition, at the core that is emotions, right? Um, I'll give you an example. You know, emotions, we can have love and fear. And you say fear and people immediately digest that as negative. I, you know, I don't want to experience fear and fear is bad. But on the other side of fear, is love on the other side of the of struggle is joy and i've experienced this with my own life personally and through artists so fear can be your friend and love can be your enemy at times because you can say that you're loving someone you know you can have your kids and, and give them everything and say this is love but is it really love or is that going to create someone who is entitled right yeah. So we also have to be very aware of understanding emotions. They're very simple, but in today's world, because there's so much noise, we don't really sit with them to understand how they are our GPS through change and transition. And so for state of emotions, it really is just, it, it represents um, not only your state of emotion, but all your, also your state and where you live. Because someone who lives in New York doesn't experience the same things as someone who lives in mm -hmm. Montana. Someone who lives in Montana doesn't experience the same thing as someone that lives in Arkansas. And so it's also, you know, what are those things and those topics that are, that you're experiencing throughout America that are um, affecting your emotions, i.e. education or um, economics. And we're very non-judgmental, non, -judgmental, non I take the same concept or same principles I do with artists into state of emotions where I'm here to hold that space Yes, for Americans to have resources, information, knowledge, products, services, connections to support their emotional well-being. And we talk a lot about mental well-being and mental health, but mental is different than your emotional. Your mental is your mind and your thoughts. Yes. Is your heart space. So <clears throat> now it's really important we connect, and we were talking about this earlier, connecting back to the heart space. And yeah. then knowing how to balance the both. And so that's what we are here for with State of Emotions. We just launched during COVID. And that's why I launched it, because I knew that with everything happening, that it was time for me to take my 30 years of experience and serve back in a broader, in a broader way that it wasn't just for the rich and famous and powerful, but it was for all Americans. So that's awesome. 
I love it. So everybody go to stateofemotions.com, participate in the conversation, share, share what is important to you and what you're feeling. And, you know, I keep coming back to uh, in, in all of the discussions that I'm having with other uh, thought leaders as I help uh, them clarify, amplify and monetize their brilliance is to really get back to how does it feel? Because there's so much noise, there's so much noise that uh, you can't pummel people with more intellectual blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares and they don't have the bandwidth, but you can continue to help them feel. Yeah. And when they can feel, we still have hope and yeah. we still have love and we still have possibility. Mm -hmm. So let's, I want to just ask one last question uh, before we say goodbye. But again, I, I encourage my listeners, go to stateofemotions.com. Check out Michelle Tafoya. She is just an absolute rock star. And, and I just, I love her. I, I look forward to having more connection time with her. But Michelle, tell me if, if you can think back in your life, you know how we have a few of those moments that uh, are in our long-term memory banks because we just absolutely knocked it out of the park. We were so good. We were, we were the best of. It was the best performance we've ever done, whether it's professionally or personally, something that we are just, ah, uh, just tastes so good, that memory of remembering how awesome we were. Can you tell me a little bit about your best performance and what did you do to make it so great? You know, I would say... Um... I have a personal best performance and a professional. So we'll start let's hear it. The professional was definitely Lionel Richie. I mean, when, when I've known him for 20 years and when we reconnected and we talked about where we were going and what he, what he wanted to accomplish, um, everyone was against us. Everyone doubted, not just me, but imagine, you know, him, everyone doubted him because they, if you ask a hundred people about Lionel Richie, 99 would tell you, Oh yes, I know Lionel Richie, but 98 of them would say, well, what is he doing now? I know him for all night long at Brick House. Little did they know he was selling out arenas overseas and performing for royalty. And I mean, he's just brilliant and, and exquisite. And I can't say enough things about him, but um, everyone was against us. And then when I come in as a position that I need to make change in order to get us from A to B, I am not necessarily the most liked person in the room, <laughs> as you can expect when you come in and make change, especially in the artist's life, you are an island by yourself. Yeah. But what we accomplished, and the, the, the morning that I got that it was a number one album, and I told him it was going to be a number one album before we even started, I said, this is a number one project. And he kind of, you know, looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, no, no, no. And at that moment, I knew that and this is important to understand. The majority of the years that I was with them, and it was the front lines, blood, sweat, and tears, majority of that time was suffering. Mm. And, but then on the other side of that was just immense, that, that moment, that immense love is why it's important that we, you know, people don't wanna feel, they don't wanna feel that suffering, they don't wanna feel that pain. And so if I can share anything, it's like, sit, hold that space for yourself, whether you sit on your couch or you sit in the shower and take a shower, find that place where you can tap into that and push beyond it. Mm -hmm. Because that on the other side is where you're going to get your greatest reward. So that was, that I will always remember because it was suffering, but then it was the immense love. 
Yes. Yes. Oh gosh. I love this so much. I'm making notes. Yeah. (laughs) So that was the the, the personal, I mean the professional and then on the personal, it was the same thing. I'm, you know, I was a single mom raising a daughter. Um, I put her in sports when she was four soccer and track. And I, um, was offered a, a big position at one of the big agencies when she was about eight. And I, it was put on my heart to step away from everything because I was, told within my own spirit and my that i needed that i needed to focus on her a hundred percent and so i walked away from this great position that i i know i would have been one of the top agents in the industry and i stayed home and i took her to practice every day and i'm trying to balance working on artists in between and different things but she became my priority and she ended up for 17 years, did tra- track and soccer seven days a week. We never had a day off. I never got to do anything. And, you know, to this day, she ended up getting a full scholarship, um, which she worked for. And of course I supported, but then she went on to get um, um, a master's from NYU and she was, and I, you know, and, and people don't know this about me, but I barely finished eighth grade. And so to see you pour into your children's children's children, Mm -hmm. and then you see your child graduate from NYU with a master's and she's going beyond and above anything that you had done in your education. Yeah. You realize again, the seeds that you've shown of sacrifice will flourish and you just have to be willing to to again go through that sacrifice and suffering and you will see the end rewards. And I think a lot today people aren't patient enough to do that. Yeah. But the, the the harvest is immense. I mean it's just immense. So those are my two greatest. Yes. Oh see no my mama heart just exploded because yeah. I I love that feeling of when you see how I'm a single mom too. Okay. So yet another uh, area of alignment of you and I, Uh, but I know that when my daughter shows up in a way where the most important thing for me is when she shows up as a good person, when she shows up as a kind person, as a, as a, as a loving and wise and, and caring person, I get, it's like the best thing I've ever, ever done in my life is when I can hear a teaching that I gave her that I never thought she heard. And then it can come back to me, you know, it's just, um, and and you thought she wasn't listening and she comes back and she stands in that power that you planted. Exactly. And, and, uh, you know, Michelle, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. you. No, this is amazing. Uh, You know, co-creating in a space where um, you can receive change in, in our own lives and helping others is, is where I have the most fun. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, I am just so, so happy that our worlds have connected in that way. And you, I see you as such a, a, a beautiful and brilliant and powerful and badass uh, who, who can do so many things because I'll, I know the power of holding big space for extended periods of time. I understand that it's not for wimps and that you, you really got to be a, a, you know, a, a, just, a, just an absolute rock star yourself to be able to hold that. So I hold you with great regard. Thank you for being a guest on Mindful Performance today, Michelle. Uh, And like me, I hope that you make it an amazing day. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for tuning in to Mindful Performance, hosted by Teresa Rose. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, and share. For more information or to listen to more episodes, visit TeresaRose.com or check out the C-Suite Radio Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.